0: There's some crazy things going on uh, right now. The EPA has just lost its its mind. Uh, we have uh, Home now saying we've got to move on global warming faster than ever. We've got to transition out of oil. That's insanity. Meanwhile, California says the state owns the water. Even if you have a well, they own the water. And uh, you just better report how much you use Otherwise, you're going to get fined. You tell us how much you use, and then we're going to charge you for it. They're not even doing any of the work for the tax money now. Uh, also, we had uh, Daniel Horowitz on to talk about monkeypox, and then Stu just got off a vacation where he was at the bathhouses <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> like crazy. Well, the more you um, go, the, the, the bigger discount you get. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course. And so much more on today's Monday podcast brought to you by Relief Factor. If you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer every day from pain, I want you to listen up. There is hope and it comes in the form of Relief Factor. I just just today I got a uh, an email in from a a woman that's been using Relief Factor recently. Her name is Cynthia. She said last night I was able to sleep through the night without waking up from pain and cramping from my right right hip and leg. It's almost the end of the second week of taking Relief Factor, and it's the first time I've genuinely been hopeful that my life will go back to normal. Thank you, Relief Factor. Well, Relief Factor is available for you now at $19.95 for a trial pack. Try it for three weeks, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, and see if it makes a difference. 70% of the people who order the trial pack go on to order more month after month. Eight hundred for relief one eight hundred the number four relief or relieffactor.com You're
1: listening
2: to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: Oh, Daniel Horowitz, how are you, sir?
1: We are doing all right, and, and Glenn, don't worry. The bathhouses will never be deemed as non-essential. Thank, <laughs> God.
0: I, Thank God. I know that, and it's weird. It's weird that this is happening at orgies and uh, bathhouses and, and things like that, yet the, the government hasn't come out and said you shouldn't do that. It's, it's weird, isn't it?
1: I wonder why. It, it's funny. The states were able to place travel bans on each other, something they couldn't do during the Articles of Confederation. We shut down religion. We tasered people for not wearing a mask outdoors. We shut down in Idaho church services outdoors. Um, But somehow something that actually is quarantinable uh, and seems to emanate 98% from one activity, (laughs) that's always going to be essential.
0: Have you heard any government official talk about like, hey, this is, you know, you should stop that. You should really stop that for now
1: have you heard that no in fact what i'm hearing is both parties are set to ban uh red states from ever defining marriage as a marriage this week so uh i think they're stepping on the gas pedal for that hmm.
0: interesting okay so uh, are you concerned about this at all daniel or is this just another nonsensical
1: you know, Glenn, I actually am concerned about it, and and the reason is because gotcha. we're living in a different era. There was the global warming paradigm where they make something up to scare you, gain control, and uh, you know redefine the world, redefine humanity, and create the Great Reset. But then there is the COVID paradigm where it's actually real because they created it, and then they use that. So we have to deal with both problems. Uh, the thing they created, and then the reaction to it. Uh, you know, everything we know about monkeypox, I mean, if you stay away from the houses, you should be fine. Uh, but there is a question, we've had it for quite a while, um, why is it suddenly proliferating so much? And then at the same time, they seem to have this vaccine ready. And we do understand there is a concept of self-spreading vaccines. Uh, we also know that last year, May of 2021, they held a tabletop uh, simulation in Germany on monkeypox, so they seem to somehow know about it. We know that last year, Bill Gates warned about the coming of a smallpox epidemic, and we also know that last year, around July, around this time of year, the the FDA approved a new therapeutic for smallpox, which, Glenn, that's pretty funny because it it costs a lot of money to go through that process. Now, why would you approve something and spend that money on it if there is no pathogen if, if it's extinct and how do you even test it how do you even run a clinical trial on that so i don't know I'm, I'm actually a little bit concerned that even if i stay away from the bathhouses, they might know something that we don't know just like they did in march of 2020
0: i have to tell you it, they're so malthusian um... They're anti, all of these movements are anti human. And, you know, they believe that we're overpopulated and everything else. I, I just, I I hate to say it, but I don't have confidence that some of these people that are working, uh, you know, with diseases aren't Malthusian themselves, you know aren't thinking, you know what, okay, we can reduce the surplus population here and it'll you know, it'll help us in the long run.
1: I mean this is really the biggest concern that shocks me how Republicans and even conservatives seem to walk away from this when I talk to people about the need to reaffirm the Nuremberg Code and prevent this from ever happening, uh codifying laws and state legislatures for bodily autonomy and people are saying, and, and, and even a lot of these GOP leaders, we're done with COVID. It's over with. We're not worried about that. But the problem is, you know, after 9-11, we had a 9-11 commission. We had a Pearl Harbor commission. This thing has killed so many people. The reaction to it has killed so many people. All Republicans want to do is talk about inflation, yet inflation seems to have come from our reaction to this. Don't we want to get to the bottom of how this came about because it sure as heck wasn't natural? and what other gain-of-function activities and facilities are coming down the pipeline. It's a little bit bizarre that there's no drive to find that out. And when I would speak to people and ask them, hey, where do you think COVID came from? I would often hear, well, it's once in 100 years we have a pathogen. We have a pandemic because it's about 100 years since the Spanish flu. Well, now with monkeypox, we have two of them. I mean, really, there's also the avian flu, which has caused them to slaughter a lot of chickens, which is contributing to the inflation uh, in, in chicken and meat. Really? I mean, what is going on here? So I am actually very concerned that there's a lot more gain-of-function pathogens and vaccines in the pipeline, and I think we ought to have a, you know, an accounting of it.
0: I think it's interesting that um, a member of the House Int- uh, Intelligence Committee warned Americans uh, late last week that your DNA is open for grabs uh, and it is uh, it's being used they fear to develop bioweapons targeting specific groups of Americans or even individuals Th- this was pretty much uh, the uh, was it the last bond movie or the one before i think it was the, no it was the last bond movie where they had a pathogen that they could take all the DNA and they could sort people out and target people or target groups. And we're now saying that it looks like China is working on this.
1: Well, China is working on it. But again, let's not forget that the current uh, magic juice that's been proliferated and most people have gotten uh, three doses, especially seniors, We have the Swedish study that it does cause reverse transcription and does potentially alter your DNA. And we really don't have any counter study to that. It's still bizarre that we have not delved into that. And I know we're going to be talking about that a little bit on Tuesday night special uh, because you can't talk about that anywhere else. So I would say they already have this technology to an extent and they have the motive to do it. Uh, You listen to Klaus Schwab, to Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer. They talk about hacking into people and in implanting chips, and, and they, they say this with a straight face. Now, I would admit before COVID I would have laughed it off and wouldn't have taken them seriously, but I think the lesson is we ought to take them seriously at their word after everything we've gone through the last two years.
0: So you mentioned the special that we're doing tomorrow. It's a Blaze TV special, uncensored, on the dangers and defectiveness of the covid vaccine um and i think we have a clip uh from that special here it is oh we don't have it? i thought we had a clip <laughs> all right I was still we had clips um so david tell me what the tell me what the special is the expert that you have on and what we're going to find out tomorrow
1: sure this is kind of our safe space the only place Uh, where you can actually broadcast the truth, which is why it's so important to subscribe to The Blaze because very soon you won't be able to get the truth anywhere. I mean, I'm off of Facebook. I'm kicked off of Twitter. Um, And we've seen this every step of the way where we try to be the tip of the spear and speak the truth, and then you're not allowed to say that, but then it comes true. But then the next tranche you can't talk about. We're going to talk about the two most important words, safe and effective, and prove... (laughs) And it's hard to do it in only an hour and a half, how they're unsafe and ineffective. And in fact, at this point, negatively effective, Um, negative efficacy. We're having on Dr. Peter McCullough. There is nobody as articulate as, as Dr. McCullough. He literally has the authors of all the studies at the tip of his tongue. And I think it's so important because he is really the most published cardiologist of our generation. And he gave it all up. Gave up his job at Baylor, Texas. He gave up everything, all of his professorships, to speak the truth. He now has uh, the boards coming after him, medical boards for speaking the truth. And he is really what got me into this, because he was not a legacy anti-vaxxer. He always uh, gave all the vaccines to his patients. And he raised concerns very early on, and literally everything he has said has come true. So you're going to hear that and more Tuesday night.
0: So he went through all of the um, all of the paper that FISA, the court said, no, you've got to release it right away. Correct.
1: Yes. They were behind yeah. it for. 75 and so. Years.
0: Yeah. Seventy five years they want to hide, they wanted to hide the uh, the uh, studies. What did he find out in the studies?
1: Sure. I mean, the, the sum total of it is we now have over twelve hundred peer reviewed studies identifying some form of injury or malady caused by the shots in every corner of the human body. Um, these are no longer experimental. I don't think that's an accurate term. I think maybe long-term it's still experimental. Uh, short-term, the jury is in, and, and we're going to uh, coalesce all of the data, the best data we have, the best studies we have, and, and really the best things are the government and Pfizer's own data is what is so shocking. And that's what was ensconced in either VAERS or the documents released by the court. And we see, this is the important thing. It's not like, oops, I burnt one, I burnt the toast. They knew this from day one. They knew this in the clinical trial phase. They were seeing this. You don't have 95% effective and no serious injuries. And then you come the first month and VAERS just blows up with every cardio neurological injury you could ever imagine, and then we see these people get COVID once, twice, after getting the shot. That doesn't happen by accident. And the point is, they knew about this, and that's very, very disturbing because it means the FDA knew about this as well.
0: I'm, I'm telling you, that the whole rat's nest in uh, Washington, D.C., We need a reboot. We don't need a great reset. We just need a reboot. We need to shut the system off and boot it back up uh, because it is just it's corrupt, corrupt to the bone.
1: It it really is. And I think people need to recognize we're not one election away from fixing Washington. I mean, it's just not going to happen. And you pick your favorite choice of president, uh, your, your dream candidate. Okay, and and the bottom line is you're not going to fix CDC and the FDA and DOJ and the EPA. It's just not happening. There's nothing to drain. The entire thing is a maggot infested carcass from head to toe. And I think we really need to understand that that window of fixing things conventionally has passed at some date, but certainly after March 2020.
0: Daniel Horowitz, thank you so much uh, for all that you do and have done. Um, he is the uh, Blaze podcast host of Conservative Review. He's also the senior editor of TheBlaze.com. Uh, and he's who's going to be on with you uh, on this? It's uh, Steve Dace and Sarah
1: Gonzalez, right? Steve and Sarah. And, and if you know Steve's in town in Dallas, that means he's stealing all your built bars.
0: <laughs> uh Daniel Horowitz, that's tomorrow night on Blaze TV. It's a Blaze TV special uncensored on the dangers and defectiveness of the COVID vaccine. All of the research, all of the things we're not allowed to tell you. And the home of free speech, kind of the Alamo of free speech, Blaze TV. Join us if you haven't already. Um, we have really, really good shows and really good opinions that are heard every day. And we go into the things that you can't, you can't go into on social media. So join us now, blazetv.com. Uh, go to com slash Glenn and, uh, use the, what is the, is the code uncensored? I can't see it, Stu. Uh, unsafe. Glenn. Unsafe. Mm-hmm. Unsafe promo code unsafe save 20% now blaze This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. So, this is uh, this is great. Now, the Chinese, the FBI has just figured out there might be some things going on with the Chinese and uh it's like wait a minute wait a minute what do you mean ancient chinese secret uh there is something going on here with a uh with a chinese project the chinese offered to build in washington dc they said it's going to bring all kinds of tourists to um and they wanted to build a a beautiful ornate chinese garden at the national arboretum in washington dc and it would have temples and pavilions and a 70 foot wide pagoda and uh, it was thrilling all the local officials were like that is so exciting and then the fbi started looking into it and they found uh, a couple of red flags uh, the pagoda, they noticed, uh, w- would be uh, strategically based on one of the highest points in Washington, D.C., just two miles from the U.S. Capitol. Uh, and they said that's kind of the perfect spot for, uh, you know, for for gathering intelligence in, in communications to grab everybody's uh, intelligence communication. Uh, and so they thought that that, that might not be bad. And then the other thing that the Chinese are like, what, what, what's the problem? Uh, they wanted to build the pagoda with materials shipped to the U.S. in diplomatic pouches. So when you put something in a diplomatic pouch, it can't be searched at customs. Now, what could they possibly bring it? I bet it was fish. Have you been to a country where where you eat a lot of fish and did you bring any fish on this trip i bet it was fish i bet it was fish Stu. um they killed the project uh and canceled the uh the uh the garden which is you know very very uh very nice but uh you know the the, the chinese are purchasing land all over uh the country which you know i don't think that's fbi uh, uncovered um Chinese-made uh, Huawei equipment atop cell towers near a U.S. military base in the rural Midwest. Uh, they said that's kind of a problem when they checked with Strategic Command because apparently it could just you know block our uh, our nuclear communication, and that might also be uh, maybe a may, may, maybe a problem. Um former officials described the probe's finding as a watershed moment. The investigation was so secret that some senior policymakers in the White House. <laughs> Stu. You're doing a you're doing a secret dive into China. You don't want anyone to know. Uh because, you know, it get cat gets out the bag, China could do anything. It's a senior officials at the White House didn't even know. Do you think that Joe and Hunter Biden might have been on that list of, hey, just don't tell them. (laughs) And we tell everybody else in the White House, don't tell them what we're doing with China. The president is on a need-to-know basis. Yeah, need to know. know. And he definitely does not need to know. In 2020, uh, Congress approved $1.9 billion to remove Chinese-made Huawei cellular technology um 2 years later yeah they just can't find the money to do it gosh darn it uh you know the none of the equipment is removed and it's it's still there uh and they're just waiting for reimbursement money and they can get it done uh the fcc applications to remove 24,000 pieces of chinese made communications equipment uh, they can't do because they can't they, they can't raise the money. They're $3 billion short at the FCC. And there's like, what? Where, where did I put that $3 billion? By the way, we sent more money over to Ukraine uh, this weekend. So I know that that's really good. China has also issued a stark private warning to the Biden administration about a possible trip to Taiwan in August by uh, Nancy Pelosi. They have cited six people familiar with the Chinese warnings that say they are significantly stronger than the threats that Beijing has made in the past when it was unhappy. Uh, The private rhetoric suggests a possible military response, according to the Financial Times. Uh, The White House Security Council and State Department declined to comment on the report. China's foreign ministry did not immediately respond to Reuters' request for a comment on Sunday. So... I'm trying to think, besides insider trading, why is it so important for Nancy Pelosi to go to Taiwan? Just wondering. The food? Okay. (laughs) Sure. Mm -hmm. If you're president, you know, I don't want to back off of Taiwan, but... I mean, unless it's critical that we're over there in Taiwan, and I don't think it is with Nancy Pelosi. I mean, if it was somebody good that we were sending over there, but Nancy doesn't even know what she's talking about. Here's what we do. You don't have to be as sophisticated as Mission Impossible. You don't. You just put her on a plane, drop her in some, you know, tropical destination, have somebody that looks different, you know, just not white, Speaks another language, doesn't have to be, you know, Taiwanese or Chinese, and, uh, and just tell her she went to
3: Taiwan. <laughs> you don't think she'd pick that one up? I mean, it seems like her and her husband no. are usually so drunk they, they wouldn't even necessarily recognize the difference.
0: Yeah, she is a little, I mean, just a little hammered, seeming.
3: Uh, during the day, she seems hammered. He's been charged with it, right? He's, <laughs> you know, he's right. Uh, got the DUI on 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 his docket. So I, I think you know, just right. the combination of the two, her appearance, his his actual seemingly D, uh, DUI, dangerous, uh, almost killing somebody accident. Uh, those two combined, I they'll probably believe almost anything.
0: All right. All right, then I say we do it. Let's send him over. Uh, by the way, there is a great, um, uh, great essay done by John Whitehead and uh, Nisha Whitehead uh, from the Rutherford Institute on technology, and they say we are now crossing the line of no return. We are we are at this line. We are on the cusp of a cultural, technological, and societal revolution the likes of which we have never seen before while the political left and right continue to make abortion, the face of the debate over the right to privacy in America, the government and its corporate partners aided by rapidly advancing technology are reshaping the world into one, which there is no privacy at all. Nothing that was once private is protected We have not even begun to register the fallout from this tsunami bearing down on us in the form of artificial intelligence surveillance, and yet it is already reorienting our world into one in which freedom is almost unrecognizable. AI surveillance harnesses the power of artificial intelligence and widespread surveillance technology to do what the police state lacks the manpower and resources to do effectively or efficiently, to be everywhere, to watch everyone, everything, monitor, identify, catalog, cross-check, cross-reference, and collude. Everything that was once private is now up for grabs to the right buyer. Governments and corporations alike have heedlessly adopted AI surveillance technology without any care or concern for their long-term impact on the rights of citizenry as a special report from the carnegie endowment for international peace warns, a growing number of states are deploying advanced ai surveillance tools to monitor track and surveil citizens to accomplish a range of policy objectives some lawful others violating human rights most fall into the murky middle ground Indeed, with every new AI surveillance technology that is adopted and deployed without any regard for privacy, Fourth Amendment rights, and due process, the rights of citizenry are being marginalized, undermined, and eviscerated. Digital authoritarianism. As the Center for Strategic and International Studies cautions, involves the use of information technology to surveil, repress, manipulate the populace, endangering human rights and civil liberties, and co-opting and corrupting the foundational principles of a democratic and open society, including freedom of movement, the right to speak freely and express political dissent, and the right to personal privacy, On and offline. Now, this article, I'm going to go into it more uh, tomorrow, but it is fascinating to me. They say um, there are nine steps, nine elements of the Chinese model of digital authoritarianism. So see how many we have done. Dissidents suffer from persistent of persistent cyber attacks and phishing. I know we've had that social media, websites and messaging apps are blocked. That's happened. Posts that criticize government officials are removed. Haven't had it with officials, but had it on policy. Mobile and Internet access revoked as punishment for activism. Haven't had that yet. Paid commentators drown out government criticism. Oh, I think that's happened. New laws tighten regulations on online media. Not yet. Citizens' behavior monitored via AI and surveillance tools. Absolutely. Individuals regularly arrested for post critical of the government. No and nine
3: online activists are made to disappear huh. yeah, you know not yet it, glenn it's interesting a lot of those that you said have not occurred have occurred but just not through the government right like we have seen people get kicked off for comments they've made about Correct. others and lose their access to their business to their banking system and all of this Uh, for for whatever their business does or comments that they've made it just that hasn't come through the government you know it's the sort of the approach that you outline in in the great reset where it comes not from the government but through an arrangement uh uh, overt or not between the government or people who just share the ideology of of those in power and then execute those uh, punishments outside of law it's it's just something they're, they're able to do it It just has not been American tradition. We've always given people even access to, you know, simple things like banking, regardless of your political opinion. That has changed, and it hasn't come through the government through law, where I think it would be clearly unconstitutional. It's come instead from these companies doing it on their own. But the effect is the same on the people who are impacted.
0: And it's hard to know where the government ends and where these private companies begin, you know when the when the white house is saying we're in touch with social media and telling them which sites or in which voices need to be turned down is the government is is twitter and facebook is that all a tool of the government is the government a tool of facebook and google i don't know i don't know where one ends and one begins You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Jason Whitlock, host of Fearless. How are you, sir? I'm great, Glenn. How are you? Well, I'm good. I, you know, I saw two videos last week. Um, I saw these uh, children punching a cop, hitting a cop. I mean, little kids. I'm sure you saw this, too. Oh, yeah. And then the four-year-old, then the four-year-old picking up a gun and shooting at the cops. And I thought, is this... uh, Are we at a new level now? What is happening to us, Jason?
2: You know, I I talked about this last week, and and it's like we're living in a real-life version of the novel Lord of the Flies. And young people... Or, you know, they crash an airplane and a bunch of kids survive on this island and they descend into total chaos and brutality and depravity because there's no adult supervision, because there's no faith in God. And that's what's happening with young people. There is no adult supervision and so they're descending further and further into depravity and chaos and foolishness and and when you look at america you know you were asking is this organized and yeah i think all of this is organized the people trying to undermine america uh... promoted the environment the disrespect for authority uh... the disrespect for the country the disrespect for law enforcement and once you've impose that mentality on the culture, this is the kind of chaos and depravity that's going to just become more and more pervasive.
0: So how do we get out of that? is anybody is anybody um seeing anything good happen in the black community towards police officers, for instance?
2: Well, as it relates specifically to the black community, I think it's it's, it's what the entire American community is going to require, and that's a spiritual reawakening. It's the only hope. Yeah. As this culture has become more and more secular and more and more godless, it's, it's just going to become more and more depraved. And, and again, you talk about it constantly, but all of this is rooted in the destruction of the family culture. And, and so when you tear apart families, this is what happens. And so is the problem most acute with African-Americans? Yes, because of the destruction of the black family, uh, the, the, the terror, the, the impact of that has been most harshly felt on black people. But it's happening in all parts of American society because e- even where there are two parents, we're still not talking about a traditional family structure we're still not talking about a a true commitment to developing and nurturing young people uh you know we we deal with our young people after we deal with our jobs after we deal with making as much money as we possibly can and have secured our second third car our second home we we just don't have uh, america doesn't have the commitment to young people and children that we used to have, and so we shouldn't be surprised that these kids are turning on us and turning on the culture and the the society we've left them with.
0: Mm, Jeez. All right, what's a big topic for you today on your show?
2: Uh, Today, we're going to talk about Kyler Murray and the contracts being given out in the NFL and how, you know... I'm less excited for the NFL than I have been at any time uh, in my life. But but the the topic tomorrow that I'm going to get into that I would your audience would maybe really, really interested in is I watched a sermon from a a minister called Bishop E. W. Jackson, Uh, and I think he gave it two weeks ago. I watched it yesterday. It is one of the greatest sermons, if not the greatest sermon I've, I've ever watched, and it made me realize what what the problem is with this whole January 6th thing and why it doesn't sit right with me and and who's really to blame. And again, he, what's, it wasn't his what, argument. What's
0: the gist of it?
2: Well, the gist of it is like, as Christians, as believers, we're sitting on the sidelines in this cultural war. And, and we have to get involved. This whole separation of church and state is being misused. And if we don't return to a John the Baptist mentality uh, and impose our will on this culture, uh, you know, let's don't sit around and complain about the culture. And so for, for me, this wasn't his argument. but For me, my takeaway was I'd look at what happened on January 6th, and and i blame the media and i blame the left and i blame all the lies that were told but i also blame us as christians because we we need rather than and again this isn't an anti-trump statement but it's just a fact rather than flying the trump flag we need to be flying a jesus flag a religious flag a faith flag and demanding that our politicians build a culture that is respectful of the Judeo-Christian culture that this country was founded upon. We, we, we deserve that. We're owed that. That's the reparations we're owed. Our founding fathers built a Judeo-Christian culture and, and founding documents based on that, and we're watching politicians and elitists betray all that, destroy all that, and we haven't mustered the strength as believers to to take our butts to Washington instead of letting the leftist crazies and lunatics define all the protests, and and instead of letting political people. And again, I have no problem with the MAGA crowd, but if that had been a group of Christians out there praying and 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 asking for uh, America to restore some integrity and facts and truth to this society a group of Christians would have never been baited into entering the Capitol. We, we, we never would have let Ray Epps and the other uh, influencers bait us into the lunacy that they're now using against us. Uh, and so we've got to put away these political identities and embrace the true identity of this country and the only identity that, that can really save this country, and that's faith in God.
0: I will tell you that uh, on this faith in God, this is how far away we are. Did you know that uh we are now sending money overseas through Blinken, um, through the Bureau of Democracy, Human Rights and Labor Grant program, and it is promoting athe- atheism and humanism? Uh, yeah,
2: I, I did know that. Doesn't surprise me. And again... If we don't gather up as believers and say, we know what you're doing and make them talk about what they're actually doing, we got to draw a line in the sand, Glenn, we just haven't done it. And enough is enough that the, the drag queens at schools grooming and trying to bait our children into a lifestyle that is unhealthy and doesn't lead to reproduction we got to stop this. We, we, if we can't draw a line in the sand over what they're doing to our kids, then we're cowards and we deserve the destruction that's coming to this country.
0: Thank you so much. I really, uh, really enjoy talking to you. Jason Whitlock, the uh, Blaze TV host of Fearless.
1: Na, 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 na.